I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck Sexton over in Scotland. He'll be back with me on Monday, maybe new with the new great Scottish accent. So he missed last night's debate, I guess would have been taking place in the early morning hours in Scotland. Uh, but the man who did not miss last night's debate, one of many, Vivek Ramaswamy with us now. And I'm sure you're still kind of rolling on adrenaline, Vivek. And what is your biggest takeaway having left this stage? Mine was, man, they really ripped and attacked you more than anybody. Did you anticipate it? What did it feel like? What's your biggest takeaway? I was happy. The result was great for us. I think we came out with a with a big win. And I wasn't totally shocked because the difference is what you see in the campaign polls or a lot more precise than what you get in the public narrative. And so I started at 0.0% in the month of March. I've now entered second place in many of the national polls. But when you see that trajectory change amongst the people who are most knowledgeable in the voter base, that's something that I think worries a lot of the other campaigns, and correctly so. And so they came at me hard, but uh, but I was ready for it <laughs> in the sense that I don't do a lot of traditional prep with canned slogans, but talking to voters across this country i've done more events than any other campaign that's been the best form of debate preparation and that paid off last night and i was glad to come out as the winner mike pence seems to genuinely dislike you <laughs> did, did you get that sense on the stage like sometimes people disagree i don't think chris christie dislikes you I, we're going to talk to him later uh I, I think nikki haley disagrees with you uh and certainly i think all of those politicians don't like being challenged by somebody who's not a professional politician which i think is a big strength of yours but when i watch mike pence like he seemed to genuinely dislike you did you get that sense like did you feel that no, way I- I actually, in one of the offline conversations, like in the commercial breaks, I congratulated Mike. I said, I didn't know you had that. I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> so I'm proud of you is actually what I told him. Because, you know, he's always such a, such a meek man. Seems like he's speaking what has been served up to him by his speechwriters or handlers. 
But he really, at certain points, I'll give him credit, did almost seem to be expressing independent beliefs of his own. <laughs> and uh, and I give him a lot of credit for that. So I uh, I told him that I don't know how he took it. So, by the way, that that's an interesting point, because when we go to commercial break, what is happening on the stage? That That's actually really interesting. I, I wonder about that, because they go to a commercial break, Fox News does, and you can't really tell. What kind of conversations happen behind the scenes uh, during that commercial break and backstage? What is the vibe like? You know, it was um, – I think a lot of people find it awkward. I was trying to break the ice a little bit by just having real conversations with people. Like, I, I leaned over to Ron DeSantis, and I just congratulated him on what I thought was a good statement of what our border policy should be. I think I'm glad he had the guts to say what I've been saying the whole time as well, which is that we should – use our own military on our own southern border under the circumstances that is legally, morally, and ethically justified. And, you know, the moderators call on certain people for certain questions, and so I had you know, certainly a very detailed plan to offer if they called on me. They called on Ron instead, and I congratulated him for saying the right thing. I was happy about that. You know, with Pence, I really was genuinely shocked because part of what I usually get from him in these backstage events of like, oh, how are the wife and kids doing? That's all we get to. We've never gotten to a substantive policy disagreement. But uh, yesterday on stage, he really came hard with what he had been prepped with. I don't think any of it really landed. But to be honest, I was proud of Mike, too. He's always been somebody in his role as vice president, really seen as a bit of a as a second fiddle at best. Uh, you know, something of a stooge for the donor and establishment class. But he definitely did have a, an independent, fundamental difference in worldview with me. And I think that that's good for our party to smoke out. That makes our party stronger. It makes our country stronger. There is a neoconservative dogma that has pervaded the Republican Party for a long time that says the way we increase our self-confidence is enter pointless wars abroad that have nothing to do with American interests but make ourselves feel better about ourselves for some reason at home. And if you want that view, then Mike Pence or Chris Christie or Nikki Haley or any other candidates on stage last night would be your candidate. But my view is different. I think we should lead this country in a way that puts the interests of Americans first. And that's a fundamental rift in the Republican Party. I think it is good for our movement when we talk about that in the open. And my own view is that we're stronger at home when we advance the interests of the homeland. The way I'm running this campaign is America first means all Americans from Maui to the south side of Chicago to Kensington to places I've visited, the latter two certainly in this campaign. I haven't talked to Zelensky. But I did talk to Greg and Janet Ards, two small business owners in Maui, who tragically lost both of their businesses and their family. But there was a third business that still had a water supply that they were then using to help the rest of West Maui. That's who I think we ought to care about first before using our taxpayer resources to literally pay the salaries of Ukrainian government officials, which is what we're using our taxpayer dollars to do today. And so people like Mike Pence and I have fundamentally different views there. And I think the debate last night was really useful to smoke out those differences so that voters in our primary can actually make their choice in an informed way. And I think the debate was a success for that. We're talking to Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, I put up and I started off the show saying that to me, three people stood out the most. You, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley is having a good night. I let people vote. Uh, and in my poll, you won with a majority saying that you had the best night. So uh, people can go vote in that, by the way. I retweeted it. Tens of thousands of you have voted in it so far. You and I uh, were two of the first people I heard anywhere say what I give you credit for getting out of the head of is 
You gotta, you got to pardon President Trump. You're a hundred percent right on that. Uh, and you have continued yep. to argue it and I give you immense credit for it. Let me ask you a question. Buck and I had a conversation last week. I think you're right on the principle, uh, that our country does not need to try to put a former president in prison. Given what Ford did for Nixon, put that behind Watergate is left. Buck and I argued last week and I actually, I'm curious how you would respond that it's actually not just pardon Trump. But if you were the president, would you pardon Hunter Biden as well with the idea being, hey, let's put this idea of putting political uh, people in jail for being politicians and their families and move forward to a new America? Would you extend that principle even to the Democrat side of the aisle? Well, I do stand on principle, but the principle I stand on is the rule of law. We have to have one standard of rule of law for all Americans, period. And so I think a lot of what's going on with the Hunter Biden and the David Weiss sham of special prosecutor and the gun charges, which are, you know, fabricated smokescreen to deflect attention away from the real thing. We should talk about the real thing. The real thing that I think may be wrong here, and the facts do not smell good to me, is that the Biden family is selling off our foreign policy to make the Biden family rich, particularly with respect to China and even Ukraine. Right now, the very country that we're sending... I agree with you 100% on that. I think they've engaged in criminal behavior. I mean, but this is of the highest order, right? Taking us closer to nuclear war, spending hundreds of billions of dollars to make good on what appears to be a $5 million bribe. So if that case is brought in court, and if in court it turns out that's really what happened... They deserve to spend serious time in prison, and I would not pardon for that offense. But what I do care about is the rule of law, and I will never be like them. And so I want to see the rule of law proceed. But what we're having right now is the same forces that are politically persecuting and prosecuting Donald Trump for literally made-up fictitious legal theories that have never been used to prosecute a defendant before. That's the same Department of Justice that is literally protecting that Biden crime family. And so I could care less for a lot of the shams that they're throwing around now. And actually, I think it's coming from the deep state on the gun charges or whatever else to create a deflection from the real thing. I think we have to have, I think, impeachment inquiry on the real question of whether or not these bribes are affecting our foreign policy right now in ways that put the United States of America at risk when you have a potential compromised president of the United States. But I will never preordain a result and assume what the rule of what the fact finding is going to say. I will never be them. I believe in the rule of law and that's what we actually need to restore. But that gives you a sense for how I think about it. Yeah, it's a good answer. Uh, interesting answer. Vivek Ramaswamy. And I think one reason people enjoyed your performance is you say what you think, uh, even if you don't necessarily make people happy, uh, in the traditional Republican establishment. And that's why your performance last night in many ways to me, seemed similar to Trump in 15 when he was beginning his run. So let me ask you this. You said Trump is the best candidate, uh, the best president in the 21st century. If you are running to beat Trump, that means that you think you would be a better president than Trump. What would you do better than what Donald Trump has done? Unite the country. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. And I think that allows us to take our America first agenda even further than Donald Trump did. And I stand by what I said last night. We have Bush, Obama, Biden, you know, and Trump. 
who is the best president of the 21st century? It's not even close, hands down, if you're judged by the results of that. And yet it made a lot of people uncomfortable, including on stage. You could palpably feel it when I said that. So Donald Trump sets a high bar. But we in this country, we don't just aspire to normalcy. We aspire to excellence. That is who we are as Americans. And so it is my job to build on the foundation that Trump laid to take us even further, not just building the wall, but using the military to seal the border, not just putting Betsy DeVos on top of the Department of Education and say reform it, shut it down, not just talk about the importance of fighting wokeness, but actually end affirmative action, which was created by Lyndon Johnson via executive order. We can end affirmative action in this country and in our economy on any government contractor that's currently required to adopt race-based quotas. That starts from the government. And any Republican president could have taken a pen and crossed it out. I will. But why am I able to go further? It's because I'm doing it grounded in first principles and moral foundations. And we go further if we're grounded in principle. And so a few things that I share in common with Trump is I'm an outsider. He and I are the only candidates in this race who are not entirely bought and paid for. In fact, I am putting immense amounts of my own money into this campaign to avoid having to be somebody else's circus monkey, which is the way our politics works today. And that's what I admired about Donald Trump and continue to admire about him as an outsider. But I think it takes an outsider who also has an understanding of the Constitution, a deep understanding of the Constitution. So you're not duped by the managerial class and the advisors who tell Trump that, no, you can't fire civil servants because of the civil service protection rules. Read the law. That only applies to individual firings. It does not apply to mass layoffs. And mass layoffs are absolutely what I am bringing to the D.C. bureaucracy, a 75% headcount reduction in federal employees. And so I don't believe in incremental reform. I think the moment for that has passed. Do you think, the by the way, I, this, this is a good, revolution. Do you I, think I Trump was duped by a lot of his advisors when he got into office? How so? Well, I think that they effectively came from the same rot that he was going into cure. And I'll also be honest with you. I'm not saying that I would have been any better in 2015, okay? But I believe in learning from the foundation laid by your predecessors to build on that. And so what I expect to happen is I will be the next president of the United States. Donald Trump will be my most valued advisor, something of a mentor, actually, because I don't want to relearn those same lessons. I want to build on the foundation he laid. But it will take someone of a different generation. I'm 38. I can reach young people. We already are. I want to build a broad, multi-ethnic, working class, moral majority like Reagan did in the 1980 landslide. I think we truly have an opportunity to deliver that in 2024. People will say Trump can't beat Biden. I disagree. I think that uh, on current numbers and on the current trajectory of how Biden's doing, Trump probably could beat him in a narrow election. But I'm the only person who can win in a landslide. And we are skating on such thin ice as a country right now, Clay, that I don't think a 50.1 election does it, where MSNBC and CNN trot out who the winner is the Monday after the election. No. This has to be a landslide moral majority, moral mandate. And I think that will take, yes, someone as the new outsider in the race, someone who comes from that different generation, someone who is not a super PAC puppet, but a patriot who speaks the truth, to be able to take the America First agenda even further. And I do think I'm the best positioned candidate to actually do it. The last question for you, and that's really a strong answer. Vivek Ramaswamy, a lot of strong answers here the night after the debate. Your critics, and many of them were on the stage, I think are going to start to say, if they haven't already, and you probably have heard the whispers, Vivek's not actually trying to win. He is trying to protect Trump. 
and as a result end up his VP. I think we asked you about this last time, but I do think allowing you to address it directly is important. Are you trying to yeah, beat no. Trump, or are you trying to be his VP? I'm trying to lead this country to a national revival by being the next president of the United States, and I don't think that that involves beating Trump. That involves taking the agenda and the, and the movement that he began to the next level further than he can right now, and I can only do that as the next president. If this is about me and my political career and getting close to the seat of power, sure, that's that would be a, a, your number two position as vice president. At the age of 38, another nice little mark for my resume. That's not what this is about. This is about our country, and I don't think we have that much time. I, I, got, I got a three-and-a-half-year-old son. If he's in high school before we fix this, we're done. I don't think we have a country left. I do not want to see us march to some national divorce, and that is the direction we're heading in today. I think it will take somebody who is grounded in principle, who is able to bring especially that next generation who has lost any semblance of national pride in this country, 60% of them saying they would sooner give up their right to vote than to give up their access to TikTok. Who can best bring them along to revive conviction in this nation we call home? And even between Donald Trump and myself, when I think about who can best do that from the White House next, I think that is my job to get done. I think it will be Donald Trump's job to not put himself through the hell of that presidency again. And to me, I don't relish the idea of sitting in that White House either. It is just a sense of duty that I'm the best position to do it. I will rely on Trump as my mentor and my advisor to do it. And that is, I think, how we each do our part to lead a revival of our nation. Because America first and MAGA, it is bigger than Trump. It is bigger than me. It is about the people of this country. This movement is not about one man. It's not about any of us. It is about this nation. And that is what we need to revive. And once we see it that way, I think it will become clear, I hope, as I make my case, that the voters will put me in the office as, the, as their next president. And when I leave office in January 2033, we will look back and look at this moment we were in skating on thin ice. We will laugh at it, say we were going through our version of adolescence, and maybe it takes a young guy to say this. Maybe our nation is really just a little young, actually. Maybe we're all just going through our own version of adolescence, figuring out who we're really going to be when we grow up. And I do think it takes somebody who, God willing, let me hope that my best days are ahead of me. I don't take any day for granted. But I hope and pray that my best days are ahead of me in life at the age of 38. Well, it might just take someone who sees their own life that way to see a nation in its own life that way, too. And I do believe that our nation's best days can still be ahead of us. He's I don't Vivek... believe we have to be a nation in decline, but that's not going to happen automatically. He's Vivek Ramaswamy. Give uh, my props, by the way, to your wife on her form on the burpees. I saw the video in addition <laughs> to the tennis. Like, I think she has a better vertical for a woman than you do for a man. I'm not going to lie. I like the I like the moves. She might have had an outright better vertical, period. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my uh, wife's a better athlete than me, too, so join the club. Uh, I appreciate the time. Congrats on the success last night. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, man. Take care. That's Vivek Ramaswamy. Some great news from the team at MyPillow. Popular six-piece towel sets, not only back in stock, they're on sale. When they offered these products earlier this summer, they sold out pretty quickly. Great towels made with USA cotton, soft and super absorbent. Six-piece set comes with two bath, two hand, two wash toss. Typically, that retails for about 80 bucks. Limited time, you can get them for $39.99 with the promo code Clay and Buck. That's 50% in savings. Lots of colors to choose from. To find the offer, just go to 
MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special. No one knows better than MyPillow. Get hooked up today at MyPillow.com. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Vivek Ramaswamy. I thought one of the best interviews we've had with a candidate so far on this show as we have been in the process of doing this show over the past couple of years. We got now, I'm here in New York, we have got a guy who has seen a few debates over the years, who is getting ready to do his own show in about an hour and a half, and then we'll do another show later in the evening, and also, I don't even know when you got in. Were you in Milwaukee last night, I think? I was in Milwaukee. Let's say I didn't sleep a lot, but I I love this stuff, so yeah. for me, it's just a lot of fun, Uh and I get to see it twice today. How great is that? Yeah. Um I like the debate. The thing that stood out to me, big picture, more than anything else, is... You know, I'm look, listening to these people, and then I'm thinking of Joe Biden, the corpse, that is yeah. he's really cognitively is deteriorating before our eyes. And, and we've all discussed that we all see it. 
But Maui was an unmitigated disaster beyond the fact that he was cold and callous, yep. out of touch, on vacation, no comment, uh, I don't want to be a distraction. Okay, you're not going to be a distraction when you're flying over uh, uh, what is a desolate area that has been burned to the ground. So I'm looking at these these candidates. I, I did think some people had a particularly better night than others. And I'm looking at these candidates, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, any one of them. Well, except maybe Chris Christie. Uh, and <laughs> He's Asa. He's going to be on in Chris, 30 minutes, Chris Christie. Yeah. Um, I, I, if he was not so obsessed with Trump, 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 I can't stand Republicans that love to be and become dupes of the liberal media, and they are their great champion, and, and they love him. John McCain went down that road, and the media loved him when he was criticizing his own party. The minute that guy became a candidate for president, a real candidate, yeah, they, they took every knife out of the they drawer. They savaged him. They savaged him. Same with Mitt Romney. And then Mitt Romney goes back to trying to kiss their ass. I can't, I just can't take it. And that's how I view Chris Christie in this race, and, and frankly, Asa Hutchinson, Seriously? So, I mean, why are, we, why are we wasting time on these people? Vivek, we just had him on. People yeah. are reacting to him. He was incredible on this, on the hit he just did with us. Is he in it in your mind to actually beat Trump? Because I asked him directly, he said he is. Or do you think really he wants to be Trump's VP? It's, it, I think you, you're bringing up an interesting point. I think probably the latter, if he has realistic expectations. One thing that I've, I've learned about presidential candidates over the years is that they all think they're going to win. And when they lose, they were not expecting to lose. Al Gore lost the election and then he lost his mind. Hillary lost the election. Hillary kind of lost his mind. John McCain, I would say the same thing. Mitt Romney went off the rails. And I, it just is because I think they believe in their mind and that they're going to win. And it requires, that's a good point, because you have to have a certain level of delusion to think, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm going to run for president, and I'm going to win. I'm the greatest possible contender to get the most important right. job in the world. That requires a level of delusion, like a lot of athletes have. You know, you lose the Super Bowl. It takes sometimes the starting quarterback who loses a long time to recover because you have to convince yourself you can do it. And then dealing with that failure when you put everything in is very difficult. It 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 is, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, I mean, I agree with you. Like like for example, Djokovic when he when he lost um, to what's his name Um, Alvarez uh, in Wimbledon, right? Okay, there's no doubt. He thought he was going to win that match. He won the first set. I thought he was on his way to winning yet another title. Yes. And first of all, the guy's his opponent is young, amazing, gifted, talented, a rising star for sure. And uh, and then they're probably going to face each other if I had to guess in in a the finals of at the U.S. Here. Open. Yeah. And you know, but but I saw a graciousness. He'd been through the experience of battling Federer, Nadal, and and those guys, but. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot like professional sports. Um, what I find fascinating now is every, every single sports show now is all about betting. <laughs> 
It's all about betting. <laughs> this one too soon. I think we're going to have some oh, sports gonna be gambling betting. advertising. Well, you know, Rush back in the day before yeah. sports gambling was legal was one of the best people at signing up people for DraftKings and FanDuel out there. I'm Big sure time. back in the day you guys I, did some of this too. We did and had some of it too. A ton of success. I with do it. worry because I think some people that have addictive personalities, there's, there's going to be an epidemic of people getting addicted to gambling. That bothers there's me. There's no doubt. And so I think there's a danger of it, but I'm also a person that believes in freedom. You believe in freedom. If you want to mess up your life, mess it up. What do you think, by the way, Trump is thinking? You may have already talked to him. What do you think Trump is thinking in the wake of last night's debate? Um, you know, I didn't talk to him yet. Um, I'm, I'm guessing he thinks that's it. Um, maybe look, I, I didn't get involved in whether he should or shouldn't. I understand why he didn't. And when you're up, 30, 40, 45 points in in a primary, you know, it was a good opportunity for him to look at the competition and size it up. Uh, who could actually challenge him? Conventional wisdom is that you're going to have to whittle this field down and make it a one-on-one and Republicans that don't want Donald Trump. And look, the guy's good at making a lot of enemies. Yes. The establishment hates him and they will, they have to coalesce around one other person. However, don't underestimate his MAGA base. Um, what I worry the most about for Donald Trump is that look, these 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 indictments, another arraignment tonight, Fulton County. Uh, I mean, that's a heavy, heavy load. That's a big burden that he's carrying with him. Now, you could say that his entire presidency, he had similar circumstances he was working under. The Trump-Russia collusion lie, it takes us five years to figure out the whole thing was total BS. Uh, there's something wrong with our system. Yeah. And, and Joe Biden up to his eyeballs and lies and involvement in, in tens of millions of dollars from many hostile regimes – you know, enriching his entire family, nine family members. Nobody in the media wants to talk about it, Clay. By the way, where's Buck? <laughs> Buck is in Scotland. He's in Scotland. Yeah, he's on is vacation. He, he and Carrie, he's not a yeah. golfer, but he and Carrie had never been to Scotland before his wife. Uh, they are over there. I saw a picture from the Scottish Highlands. Uh, he is having, it seems, an awesome time. Have you been to Scotland? I've not been to Scotland. Oh. I've not even been to, I have relatives in Ireland. Yeah. And my sisters have been over there and they're pissed. Because they know that all four of my grandparents came from Ireland at the turn of the last century. Yeah. And, um, and they came here dirt poor. I mean, studied, you know, lived in poverty. My parents grew up really poor. And so, you know, I really have a lot to be thankful for. I know I stand on their shoulders. No doubt. Same here. If, if even, if even anyone would think I'm successful. <laughs> anyway, you know, I don't know. How do you define success, Clay? Uh, you have got a show tonight that will be live. Yeah. Uh, people who want to come, they can check it out. I'll be on. I think it's guests. sold out, but, uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have. Congratulations to your outkick is growing by leaps and bounds. We use you a lot. Uh, Tommy Laren has killing really, it. she's killing it. She's really come into her own, I think. Yep. Has done a phenomenal job as a guest on our show. Uh, Charlie, you know, instantaneously, she's been, you know, a huge addition for you. Uh, you got a great team around you and congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. And we're doing an outkick show yeah. that'll air Sunday at 10 p.m., uh, which I'm it's excited be for people to be able to check out. Yeah, yeah. on Fox News. You should have gotten it at nine right after Levin. Uh, get that, good, get that Levin leading. Levin, man, he is fired. As you well know, uh, Listen, fired up. This is the only guest in the history of television that tells the host 
That's it. I'm done. <laughs> you love it, listen to those radio shows. Oh, yeah. Get off, get off my phone, you big dope. <laughs> I was his guest talking about the book. I know it came on your show, too, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Hey, yeah. you're killing it, obviously. Yeah, by the way, congrats on the book, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, huge bestseller. Yeah, go. number one. You know, they hate us, so we have to do infinitely better than anybody so you have else. To, you have to about double the sales yeah. of everybody else, but that's awesome. Congrats hey, I appreciate that. it. All uh, right, I'm going to run, uh, get ready and do some prep and actually try and be prepared. For he'll a be show on right after yours. Yeah, in about an hour and 15 minutes on many of these same stations. Appreciate it, my man. All right, brother. God yep. bless everybody. Bye. Thank you. Uh, we'll go to break here. I'll take your calls and we come back. I've been promising that I will do it for a while. You can react to Vivek who I thought was incredible at the top of the hour. Reminder, Chris Christie will be on with us at the top of the next hour. A lot going on, a little bit of an uh, information out there. And this is crazy, and I'll tell you why it's crazy when we come back. But Fannie Willis, the uh, prosecutor in Atlanta, has requested now. Remember, initially she requested a March 5th trial of next year. She now has requested... October 23rd, that is two months from today, to start the Trump trial in Atlanta. It's crazy. We'll talk about it. In the meantime, if you're holding on to old family memories, videotape, tape, film, you know what? It's it's Christmas before long, believe it or not. You're going to start to see things set up for Christmas soon. The end of summer is here. Maybe you're sitting around and you're thinking to yourself, hey, What am I going to do to preserve these family memories forever? Maybe you're sitting around and you're thinking, hey, we've been going to the same place as a family for summer vacation forever. Maybe you go to the beach. Maybe you go to the mountains. There's some place out there, I bet, for many of you that just evokes family memories because you go there all the time. Have you preserved all those those family memories from the past several generations of the beach or the mountains or the amusement park? Wherever you may go and have gone over the past couple of generations with your family, it's time to preserve those memories forever. Make sure your pictures, your videos, they don't go away. They are preserved forever. The Legacy Box does it. And right now they got an incredible summer offer. 55% off the regular price when you use a special website link. That is LegacyBox.com slash Clay. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. My name, 55% off. The great thing is when you get the digital files back, you can easily share them with family members by just forwarding a, a link. Don't wait to do it. Keep your family memories preserved. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Get to know the guys outside the issues. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck, a new podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. We got several things that I want to update you on. Yesterday, Pergozin shot down, I thought, in an airplane. I said that it looked like a missile may have done it. They now are saying they do not think it was a missile. They think that it was a bomb on the plane that killed Pergozin. I want to clear that up because we were reacting in real time yesterday. The video, it looked like there was a trail potentially from a missile. Uh, according to all of the uh, updates out there, it now appears they are saying a bomb was on the plane. You could see the plane fall. It occurred suddenly. There was some sort of explosion that happened on that plane. They now think that there was a bomb on the plane, and that was what brought down the plane that killed Pergozin. Yesterday I said it looked like a missile. I just wanted to clear that up with everybody out there as that information is continuing. Also, I said, and this is crazy, Fannie Willis, the DA in Atlanta, has now requested a trial date, and I had to ask the team because I saw the headline come across, and I said, is she requesting a trial date? I, I thought this date was going to be in 2024 because she had initially requested the day before Super Tuesday a March of 2024 trial date for Donald Trump. Remember, he is going to turn himself in reportedly this afternoon, evening, down in Fulton County in Atlanta. Uh, but when you actually hear this, she's requesting a trial date for October the 23rd of this year, less than two months from the day in which we are sitting talking to you right now. That is a request that just came down today. I believe we have audio from CNN explaining it. Here's what they said. We just saw a filing from the district attorney here asking for an October 23rd 
trial date, a special request that they're putting into the court uh, just today because one of the defendants in this case, Ken Chesbro, he had said that he wanted a speedy trial. That would have put things around November. But now the DA's office is coming into court and they want to move fast. Quite clearly, that would be a very aggressive timeline, but one that they seem to be prepared to argue would be within reason uh, for them, at least, to get to trial for these 19 defendants. Uh, this is crazy. This is unprecedented. They are prosecuting, for those of you who have not paid attention, I would bet the majority of you have not paid attention to this case, a rapper named Young Thug. They've been trying to seat a jury since January in that case. The reason why I bring it up is it's also a RICO case. There's drug dealing allegations involved. They haven't been able to get a jury seated, and they started trying in January. So the idea that they are somehow within two months going to bring charges against 19 defendants isn't just crazy it's banana land bonkers on steroids. A lot of you want to weigh in. I've been promising we'll take some of your calls. I'm going to try to go fast because Chris Christie coming up at the top of the next hour, and then we'll have more of your reaction. I encourage you to download the podcast because we have covered a ton, including Vivek, that many of you are responding to at the top of the hour. And we'll start with Joe in Charleston, Charlestown, Indiana. Joe, what you got for us? Hey, Clay, thanks for taking my call. I just had a couple points uh, regarding Vic Ramaswamy. I feel that um, his complete lack of hesitance to raise his hand in support of Trump and then pushing that point forward um, to even include pardoning Trump really won over Trump supporters that might be on the fence with Trump, worried about all of these things the federal and and each of the state governments are uh, doing against Trump. So I have no doubt that the Vic could win over suburban women um, as far as voting goes, as well as other groups that Trump may struggle with. And I also feel confident as a Trump supporter that Ramaswamy um, would uh, take care of Trump if he were president. Thank you for the call. Look, I, I think there's a lot of Trump people starting to, to, to think about Vivek, not only as a VP, but as a president. And this is the first time I've really heard him make a calculated argument and he did it, and I would encourage you to go download the podcast, listen to it. We may even play some of the audio for you tomorrow from that interview. But he said, I can basically do what Trump did only better. I can be a better version of Trump. And I think that has some appeal. He's younger. He says that he can appeal to more people. He's not as polarizing as Trump. That's an interesting argument because he's not saying Trump's wrong, which a lot of other Republicans are. I've been saying for a long time, Trump is on right on a ton of issues. I actually think he is a bull in a china shop and often blows things up trying to get there. Uh, let's go, uh, Kelly in Wyoming. You've got 30 seconds. Kelly, fire away. Hey, Clay. Um, so they keep asking this question of, of our candidates. Um, do you support Trump? Or, you know, will you support Trump? Will you pardon Trump? Blah, blah, blah. But... I, honestly, I think that's an irrelevant question. I wish they'd quit, quit asking it. What, what I really want them to find out, you know, and Trump was on a, uh, a chummy little chat with Tucker. I want to know if he intends to run as an independent, if he can't secure the nomination. Thank because you. That, I think that's an integral question. Trump has not answered it. He's refused to agree to be bound by the nomination. That's one reason I think he's not engaging in the debates. I think the challenge for that it would be it's very hard to get on a ticket as a third party, but that is a fear if Trump were not the nominee that many have. Chris Christie next. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.